1: It is a magnificent Football Monday. It is You Better You Bet. It is Nick Costos. It is Ken Barkley. And it is you here on the BetQL Network. And we are happy now to welcome in our audience on Stadium. We'll be simulcast on Stadium for the next couple hours, which is really great. And if you're watching us on Stadium right now, thank you. You're special. And we really appreciate it. And we got later, a couple suckers. hours <laughs> of so we'll See you later, suckers. See you tomorrow. I'm out of here. Now it's kind of like, what am I, Zach Wilson? I'm here to work, baby, here to dominate. Uh, And over the course of the next couple hours, we'll see. Over the course of the next couple hours on the show, Badass Wagertainment coming your way. We are going to get you set to bet and hopefully win coming up this weekend, Week 14 in the National Football League. We'll, we'll, we're bringing you our early handicap for all the games. We touched on Steelers-Patriots and what could could be the, the, the worst game we've seen in quite some time, setting offensive football back to the Mesozoic era coming up on Thursday night with the Steelers and the Patriots. We talked about that game to wrap up our number one. If you missed it, just search "you bet. Uh wherever you find your podcast, and you can check it out in podcast form. So we'll continue rolling through the games, Week 14 in the NFL. We'll kind of intersperse our thoughts from what we saw yesterday, Week 13, NFL Sunday as well. The Whale Capper, Drew Dinsick, will join us next hour on the show. NBC Sports betting analyst giving us his bets for Monday Night Football, his plays for Week 14 in the NFL, and thoughts on the NBA in-season tournament quarterfinal games coming up tonight. Absolutely can't wait for it. Ken and I will give you our bets for tonight. NBA, NHL, Monday Night Football in the final hour of the show but for now we continue on week 14 in the National Football League and we turn our attention to Sunday's slate and we begin in Atlanta with the Falcons and the Buccaneers in the NFC South uh Kenny please bring the music up here it's a really high leverage game like an elimination game basically for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers because if they lose it'll be two games behind Atlanta in the loss column and the Falcons will have the head-to-head tiebreaker over them. So this is basically the Bucs want to make the playoffs, want to win the division, absolutely have to win this game after Atlanta went into their place and won. In one of the stupidest games of the season where Desmond Ritter fumbled like nine times and Atlanta still won that game 16-13 on the road in Tampa. So the Bucks coming off uh, a close win over Carolina. And if you bet Tampa in the game, you're probably pretty frustrated by what happened at the end with Bryce Young at the two-point conversion at the end. And uh, hopefully you bet the Falcons like we did yesterday because they won and covered at Tim Boyle, Trevor Simeon, and the horrendous New York Jets. Can the betting market at Bet MGM for the Falcons and the Bucks on Sunday? Atlanta. A two-and-a-half point home favorite, two-and-a-half. Total in the game is 39 and a half. And just a couple pieces of injury, um, injury news here just to get ahead of this week. Atlanta number one cornerback A.J. Terrell in concussion protocol, which is problematic when... You think about Mike Evans on the other side for Tampa, who's having like a big-time turn-back-the-clock season and a Hall of Fame career. Going to make a ton of money this offseason. Evans scheduled to be a free agent. So we'll monitor the status of A.J. Terrell, Arthur Smith confirming. Terrell's in concussion protocol. Said that earlier today on Monday. And we'll have to check out the status of these Bucks defensive injuries as well. All the players that missed yesterday's game, Jamel Dean, Levante David, Devin White, will they return for this game coming up on Sunday, a really high-leverage game in the NFC South. So, Ken, our initial handicap, Here, Falcons and the Bucks, pen, pencil, blood, or blank.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, it took the words out of my mouth a little bit, and uh, in a good way, too, because I I think this number, I this is what I thought the game would be blind at and open. Like this is about what I thought we would get. And the movement that will take place throughout this week will be dictated by the injuries that you mentioned, especially I think the bucks defensive injuries, which were sort of like a cluster. <laughs> there was a cluster. All right. And uh, sort of a, a cluster injury at the linebacker position and just like half their defense, basically like uh, in terms of playmakers out for that game. Yeah. Like if those guys are back, then I think we're staying here where we're going down. And if they're, if they end up being out for the game again, wouldn't surprise me remotely to see Atlanta go to a three-point favorite in the game. Um, so I, I think kind of like a Tampa injury report, like yes, AJ Terrell also matters, but like the Bucks have so many guys hurt. Um, you know, Godwin played with an injury yesterday. Like there's just, there's so many, so many potential injuries for Tampa. I think that'll guide the line movement throughout the week. Uh, I, I did not bet anything like it open. I do think that with so much data between the teams. And with this being, I think, like a really good encapsulate. I think we know so much about a lot of these NFC South teams, honestly, uh, as long as they're not switching quarterbacks all the time. I think two and a half is really close to the right number. When I think something's really close to the right number, have no problem teasing away from it. Um, so yeah. like Bucks day, Bucks and a half with how the Falcons like to play games to low scoring, grind out the clock, not win by margin in most of the games they play. It's a really easy. It doesn't mean it has to win. Doesn't mean that at all. I think it's just a really, really easy, like either second half of a teaser, if you put it with. How about the fact I check my account, I go, oh, right, Miami teasers should have just laid the points. Whoops. Like what's going on there? They're always fun to pay a tax for no reason. So I have to close some of those out. I think Tampa eight and a half is a good way to close out a couple of them. There's a couple other legs this week to make some sense as well.
1: That I mean, it's just, you look at this, and it's just, it should be the first thing, honestly. Like, if you pay attention, you listen to our show, you watch our show, you should look at this point spread, and the first thing you should be thinking is, yeah, like, why don't we just tease Tampa up to plus eight and a half, and we just win. Like, you probably no, just win. You probably just win no, that teaser, just, no, like. Yeah, so, well, I mean, you, you feel... Know, pre- yeah, I you mean, feel really as far good as about the teaser bet. legs, yes, yeah. like, it is not definitely going to win, of course, just that it's hard to feel better about a teaser leg, I feel like, than this one. Tampa sure. up to plus eight and a half against this team, against the Atlanta Falcons. Um, so you mentioned, you know, defensive injuries possibly for Tampa. Let's say this goes to three and we're going to see a bunch of guys out for Tampa defensively. And, like, we did see Carolina, like, run the ball pretty effectively yesterday on the Bucs, and the Bucs were basically, like, daring Carolina to throw the ball, like, like uh, um, stacking the box, obviously, to stop Hubbard and Miles Sanders. And Carolina still ran it pretty effectively. Is Would you click Tampa plus three if it gets there? Or is your, would your thought be, well, Atlanta will be able to run the ball in this game with Bijan and Algier and Cordero Patterson and maybe, like, not to take Tampa plus three, where ordinarily, if that's going to be the number, like I think it's an easy click for both of us but maybe not in this situation if Tampa's going to be down a couple key members on def- on uh, defensive personnel.
0: Yeah, it's, it's it's an interesting conversation topic for sure like I, how about this? Like I, I probably wouldn't play Atlanta in that situation, but it's—I mean—the Bucks would be in a tough spot in that game, and I agree with you. Like watching Carolina move the ball a little bit yesterday, man. The Bucks have played some like really compelling over games recently too. They Played the shootout against Houston. Uh, Stroud obviously had like the record-setting performance in that game. So we've seen the Bucks defense, despite the fact like Todd Bowles, a defensive head coach, is their head coach, seen them kind of get cooked a few times here, like. If, if this game got the first game did the exact opposite of getting loose like there were turnovers in the end zone turnovers at the goal line like the game went way under but wasn't really that kind of a game would it really surprise me if this game opened up no not really uh, to be perfectly honest wouldn't surprise me that much but like would i bet the over no like i i kind of agree with this just the the crux of like the teasing handicap i feel like this season especially i'm sure this is true the last few years but i feel like we've had so many examples this year because you can you can tease obviously like any number in any direction it doesn't have to be this the the game between two mediocre teams two and a half to up to eight and a half or one and a half up to seven and a half on the dog like that exact teaser leg I feel like we have identified a bunch of really valuable legs and the funny thing is. Like you, you even got home with Boyle and Simeon yesterday in a similar game with Atlanta and the Jets. Like I, I said I didn't want to tease the Jets because the volatility is so high with their quarterback. You still got that home. Like these dog up, and it doesn't have to be every game because I'm sure somebody will look and be like, ah, it's like it's good, but it's not great. I feel like these are the legs I've at least identified. Like not every week, but like a lot of these types of teaser legs have been so much better than favorite down you know or like just depending on like how the teams fit together especially some of the home dog up at like two and a half or two have been really good so uh I I think this is just another one of those two mediocre teams low toe and part of that honestly just to conclude the kind of like this comment part it's like well why is that why do you think that's going really well Because scoring's way down and scoring's way down in like the mediocre team games, like every total's in the 30s. So yeah, like if that's going to be the case, create a one possession margin where you win in a game that's uh, if the scoring's going to be down and the totals are going to be low. Um, So again, just another example, I think, that fits that description.
1: I've been playing on the Falcons for a while here, which is I think funny. Just and maybe I'm the only person that finds it funny because of like the, all the rants I had against Arthur Smith earlier. I was laughing he's
0: all the way laughing. to the bank. It was great. Yeah, and yeah, look,
1: and I think it's been it's it's been pretty good as of late, a couple weeks ago against the Saints as well. There's part of me that just wants to like lay the Falcons here. I don't think I can bring myself to do it because like yeah, and like I feel doubt they're gonna win by one or two. Maybe it's Falcons money line. Like I I'd like to play Atlanta. I think I need to see an injury report later in the week and let's see if Terrell's going to play. Because if not, like Mike Evans is going to explode in this game if AJ Terrell doesn't play. Maybe the game does get a little loose and uh, and Tampa's may be able to win. Um, I don't think I would ever bet Tampa unless I got a three, depending on injuries. But the Tampa teaser, I think the teaser leg is just is, is really really solid. Fire the cannons and let's catch some teaser legs coming up on Sunday in Atlanta. You better you bet with Nick and Ken, Magnificent Football Monday, Handicapping Week 14 in the NFL. Ken, let's go from the uh, from the NFC South over to the NFC North, where the Detroit Lions tried their best yesterday to have what would have been one of the worst losses of the NFL season, racing out to a 21-0 lead midway through, not the first half, the first quarter, against Derek Carr in the New Orleans Almost Saints. Almost impossible.
0: Has to be one of the earliest 21-0 leads we've ever seen. Maybe the earliest. Like really? Eight, Six eight, minutes?
1: Eight. Eight, whatever yeah. Like, yeah it's like like we're halfway through the first quarter yeah and Detroit is up twenty one nothing on New Orleans and almost lost the game and then Dan Campbell did like the roll of the dice at the end and they got the fourth down to salt the game away and all I'm thinking is like this jerk's gonna win coach of the year and everyone's just gonna talk about this fourth down call right. like, ignore the fact <laughs> that they almost blew like an insane lead in this game sure. to a terrible New Orleans Saints team and we'll get into the Saints in the next game against the Carolina Panthers and the, the myriad injuries sustained by Derek Carr where I actually feel bad. For this dude at this point, because like he's got multiple concussions this year, they need to sit him down. We'll get to that game coming up probably next segment. But let's talk about this Lions Bear game, Bears game, Ken. Where uh, Chicago from last night where the point spread was like four, four and a half. Uh, Chicago's been getting bet. And at as of right now at Bet MGM, Detroit in between a three and a three and a half point favorite at the on the road in Chicago. The total is 42 and a half. The Bears are coming off their bye. And these two teams obviously played a couple weeks ago in Detroit. We were lucky to get the teaser legs home. Like, thank God that happened. The Lions won that game 31-26, to but the Bears led throughout the entire game before the, like, crazy comeback with Jared Goff and the Lions at the very end. So Detroit wins yesterday against New Orleans, but I, I I wasn't exactly inspired by their performance. The Bears are coming off the Monday night win last week against the Vikings, and not that you would be inspired by that performance either, but they did win the game. Uh, so, Ken, Detroit... In between three and three and a half in Chicago, 42 and a half the total. Jared Goff and his baby hands outdoors in the cold in December. Uh, pen, pencil, blood, or blank? Lions and Bears. Oh, my.
0: Yeah, we, on Monday, I'll, I'll never do weather forecasts. But it's just worth noting that we have games outside this week in December in Pittsburgh on Thursday night in cleveland on sunday which is just like a notorious haven for absurd weather patterns uh and this game in chicago and a game in cincinnati and like yeah metlife stadium but like yesterday's about as brutal as the weather really ever gets at metlife stadium like not frequently as bad as like some of the midwest stadium they're all hosting games like tuesday wednesday let's at least start to because like there's some forecasts like none of them are going to mean anything right now you could i think you have the chance in some of these games with how some of the totals have opened the total in the Bengals games 40 and a half this outdoor game in Cincinnati a game against the the Colts who go over every game I get it but like oh my god and and the Browns against the Jags and like the Browns might start Joe Flacco at home again so like I just it's this is put that in that trio of like Midwest games hosting and Pittsburgh on Thursday night I guess would be the fourth one just like kind of want to know what the conditions are going to be like in this game before I tell you what I think is going to happen it could be it's December it could be pretty wild uh I I heard you explain what happened overnight with the market for this game and I think I just agree that like that makes sense to me that that happened right it makes sense that the game opened more than three that early betters were interested in taking the Bears at those numbers because like let's be honest there are some things to like here Chicago's defense played a little bit better recently Fields is a polarizing figure will kind of leave him out for for now. But just like they are coming off a win. Uh, We have seen these two teams play recently and there was not much difference between them. The Bears are coming off a bye and the Lions played like an all in road game and travel again. So like all the circumstantial stuff in the game and you could be like, well, that stuff doesn't matter late in the year. I kind of think sometimes you see that stuff get bet like the Packers got jammed last night against the Chiefs who were in a pretty rough stretch, like all in Monday night game against the Eagles road. And then that was the second straight road game. And that's a pretty rough spot It's th- three games in about as short an amount of time as you can have them Monday, Sunday, Sunday. So like, OK, I, I get that th- those points got taken. I get it. Uh, now that we're here, for me the only conversation's gonna be to bet the lions, yes or no. I do think they're better than this number. Not a lot better. And I get why the Bears got bet, like the circumstantial, like sort of the spot part of this. I wouldn't bet the Lions yet, but like if we keep going down, two and a half immediate buy on the lions, not even close. And then We won't get
1: there though, right? And- you wouldn't think
0: we are we already went four and a half to three and a half to three why can't we go to two and a half the game was very close a couple weeks ago why yeah i got to tell you
1: half? man but I just just that yeah. like I agree with you wholeheartedly and I would have to imagine that other people would also at two and a, two and a half just like click that button on Detroit three one ten's real
0: close though three one ten is like really like really? <laughs> like uh, need need Fields to win the game again? Really to like kind of cash your and, ticket and a lot of the time Eberf here? To win. Sure, and and like agree. the
1: Bears tried their damnedest to lose that game to Minnesota. It took all that. Yeah. Look, Goff's capable of this of turning it over like the way Dobbs yeah. did in that Monday Night game. Just like I, I don't know because I don't I don't want to say this again. They're like oh well, Goff can't keep doing this. I guess and he can. though. Right.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but I, don't, not a game. Not a bet on the game yet. I totally understand the early interest in Chicago at the big number. There are a lot of things that seem to be working in their favor in this game.
1: Uh, always love talking about weather this time of year. But as Ken did a great job of explaining, we're going to have to this week. It's really going to matter in some of these handicaps. On the other side, we'll move uh, back to the NFC South, and we'll talk about likely Jameis Winston and the New Orleans Saints taking on Bryce Young and the Carolina Panthers.